All right, welcome to episode four of the Nerds Landing Podcast. As always, my name is Josh. And I'm Scott. It's hammer time. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I think we're just going to keep that. Who cares? Um, all right, so a lot to talk about this week. Uh, episode five of uh, the Game of Thrones season seven. Uh, we have some news to talk about, unfortunately. Um, yeah, nobody likes news. Yeah. So, the most important news from today, just today, is that there is a, a Ric Flair-related health scare. Scott? Yes, that it's sad that that's the most important thing going on in our lives, but that yeah. is the most important thing going on in our right. lives. Right. <laughs> uh, the Nate, man. The Nate, yeah. Um, rushed to the hospital, got put in a medically-induced coma. It's not looking good, but he's out of surgery. And by the time people... You know, the, the, the three that listen to us. Uh, by the time they hear this, hopefully he'll be uh, back home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, because people save us for the weekend. Yeah. <laughs> you know? um, yeah, and of course when I, I heard that, I, I thought about a couple of years ago when you and I both met Ric Flair. You remember that day pretty well, don't you? Oh, it was one of the best days of my life. Yeah. He's one of the few people on the planet I would pay to meet and you know we did pay to meet him and mm-hmm. uh, I have a horrible picture somewhere <laughs> of me and him together and uh, I know you've got one too so yeah mine is uh, <clears throat> framed and it's uh, right in, right where I look up at my computer desk so like I, I, I get bored playing a video game or you know googling some stupid shit that I do uh, I look up and you know I see Ric Flair's Million dollar smile, right? And the finger point, the finger yeah, point. The only thing upsetting is that everybody got the same picture, yeah, of him pointing his finger and yeah. doing a, a smile. But anyway, best wishes to Ric Flair uh, and his family. I think he's going to be all right. Uh, so, um, also want to talk about something that we talked a little bit about last week: uh, the Soraha app. Uh, we did a little science experiment just to see how Scott. Um, <clears throat> uh, felt about the app after a couple days of using it, and he's going to tell us about some of it right now. Yeah, so um, I thought I had more than five friends. Turns out I only have five friends um, because I only have five responses. Um, two of them are hilarious, and the other three are interesting, you know, to yeah. say the least. Well, just to um, be fair, I don't think very many of your friends are using that app. Well, let's be honest. I'm just not popular. <sighs> like, if we're going back to, like, Dexter's Laboratory, I I am Mandark. I'm sure there's somebody out there that would get that reference. Uh, but, yeah, so uh, first day I installed the app, I got two of the funniest messages that I'd ever had the chance to read uh, directed at me. Okay. Um, the first one was that I hope someone farts on your pillow and you get pink eye. That's just fucking rude. <laughs> <laughs> but hilarious, like I, the, as soon as I open up my phone, that's the first thing I see. It's like, imagine seeing that at like 6 a.m. Sorry not to laugh. <clears throat> uh, the next one is you smell funny and should take a bath. Um, Would you, know? you um, put that under constructive criticism or destructive criticism? <laughs> I mean, it's kind of both, right? Yeah, a little bit of both. A little bit of both. Maybe, you know, instead of taking... Hurts right now, but it might help later. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, 
wash wash the the regions. Um, moving on. Um, so <laughs> one the of peaks them, and the valleys. One of them was I thought was pretty interesting. They kind of told me who they were without telling me who they were. Mm-hmm. Said uh, such a nice and thoughtful guy. Yep, that's me. Read them like ladies. Calm down. I'm taken. Um, Probably it says, mom. Nice and thoughtful guy who should have never given up the drums. Fun fact for you guys, I haven't. I got a new drum set about mm-hmm. six months ago. Still going strong on the He's drums. Beating it as much as possible. Yeah. You got to beat it. Um, so who do you think uh, did that? Friend, family? We won't say their it, name. I think it was a, uh, a former member of the church I used to go to. Oh, Okay. Yeah, we're not really in that scene anymore. Yeah, no, I grew out of that. Um, another oh. one I thought was interesting is maybe you should do an accent. Okay. So that's either constructive criticism that like just my normal voice is not cool. Okay. Or uh, you know maybe I'm just really good at accents. Um, I've known you for about ten years now. I've never heard you do an accent, and you know I think if that was a hidden talent of yours, I might have known by now. Well. So, I don't know. I mean, listening to my voice, I don't like my voice, which everybody says. Uh, you know, nobody likes their own voice. I like mine. Um, well, you're the exception to the rule, Josh. Yeah. Well, yeah. it comes from years and years of having to hear myself like from feedback at work or, you know, doing recordings like this. I've just gotten used to it, but it's never fun to hear yourself, yeah. I would say. So, um, I'm either going to take a long, hard look at the man in the mirror um, or I'm just gonna while come listening up with, to the bad album. Yes. Okay. Or I'm just gonna come up with random accents and just talk like you know I'm I'm I have an accent for the rest of my life because that's <laughs> the, cooler than my normal for the rest voice of your life. Yeah. Well, all I know is that <clears throat> if you can uh, pull off British or Australian, it'll you know raise your stock a little bit. I wouldn't go southern, especially not right now. Oh yeah, you definitely don't want to go southern with that Charlottesville. Yeah, you know, we'd uh, try not to get too serious here, but, you know, you just kind of wonder what's going on in the world today where celebrities on Twitter do a, a better job of condemning racial violence than our president. Um, you know, but that's a topic for a different show. You know, I'm not too worried. I don't think I have a lot of Trump fans that hit the download button here, but, if you know, <clears throat> whatever. Uh, so let's go ahead and get into the meat. You know, it was a pretty big uh, week for Game of Thrones, and, uh, just uh, for future references, Game of Thrones is in your bag, but you want to keep promoting the show. There's only a couple weeks left of uh, this season of Game of Thrones. We're going to have a slew of new t- topics that we're going to tell you about uh, probably next week or the week after. So just sit tight, try to collect a couple of laughs with us, and we'll <clears throat> keep it rolling. Uh, now, just a quick beverage update. Uh, Scott's drinking water like a professional, and I'm drinking chocolate milk like a toddler. So, you know, <laughs> these are the kind of people you're dealing with, so bear yeah. with us. Yeah, and I forgot my water in the other room and was really contemplating about just being lazy and saying, screw it. <laughs> yeah, I just say, well, you know, I think I'm going to sound better if I have some water, and then he wants to skip out on it. Fuck that. Anyway, so, how'd you feel about... The East Watch episode. So I really liked the East Watch episode because it um, was a nice change of pace. You know, we had the previous week's episode where we had the the spoils of war. Um, we see Danny just completely wreck um, the the army with uh, you know where they're supplying all of that food source and everything. It's unfortunate that they 
you know, that Cersei got the gold, but at least she didn't get food. Um, so, yeah, it was a nice change of pace. It was nice to see, um, you know, character stories and them developing more plot lines. And I really liked the payoff with Tyrion and Jaime. Um, down in the crypts where all the dragon skulls are. That was pretty awesome. <clears throat> yeah, it was just kind of interesting to see them in that uh, backdrop that's just <clears throat> really looms large over the entire show. Um, were you surprised that there wasn't more animosity on Jamie's part that didn't last a little bit longer? Um, yes and no. So he's always had a soft spot for his little brother. And, um, you know, he could... <clears throat> nobody liked Tywin like even Cersei and Jamie to an extent they they respected their father but they couldn't stand him right you know and he found out just the episode before that Olena was the one that actually killed Joffrey so he has no reason to hate him for his son's death um I don't think he hated him for Joffrey's death in the first place yeah I I just I, I get both sides of it I get being upset um but I think that he was happy that his brother was alive uh, <clears throat> right. at the end of the day. Well, I mean, that was definitely interesting. In the very beginning of the episode, we found out that both Braun and Jamie were alive. I mean, that was important because Braun's one of my favorite characters. and He's the most important character in the show. Uh, did you have any doubts that both of them would be alive? I did. I did. I was real worried about Braun there. Yeah, because when you watch the replay, it really looked like he might have been hit by the fire, so you weren't really yeah. sure. But it's a good <clears> thing that he um, he doubles as Aquaman for the DC Universe, because uh, he, he swam the shit out of that that lake. Yeah, I mean, it's like they were really far away from the fire. Uh, I, I was, you know, doing some, you know, just analyzing in my head. It didn't look <clears throat> like that would have been very easy, but, you know, what do I know? Um, so then, of course, we check back in with uh, uh, Daenerys, who has more nicknames than you know anybody I've ever seen. <clears throat> so, how did you feel about her uh, torching the Tarleys like that? Um, I think they were trying to create a parallel between her father and her. Um, right. I I didn't like it. Um, <clears throat> I wish she would have gone old school and beheaded them. But I get that she's trying to make a statement. She's trying to assert her dominance. Um, right. And she kind of says that later on when she's talking to John. You know, she says, you know, you have to have power in order to uh, get your way, you know. Yeah. Well, I feel like maybe her father wouldn't have even offered the chance to bend the knee, which is her favorite phrase. <laughs> <clears throat> and... You know, you just feel like she's trying to establish her dominance on several fronts, and um, it's not very um, appealing in a leader. But are you going to have the, <laughs> you know, leaders of that army just out and about stirring up trouble? Or right. are you just going to exactly. take care of them then? And I, and I feel bad for her because, um, you know, Cersei, it's no holds barred. Like, there's no rules. Cersei can do whatever she wants. Um, but nobody's surprised. And nobody's surprised by it. But Danny yeah. is basically being forced to fight a war, which is bloody business, fight a war with moral high ground. You know, how, how are you supposed to connect the two? I, don't, I just don't get that. Well, you know, for years they've been going through this discussion about how the people whisper her name and 
uh, want her to be <clears throat> the leader of the Seven Kingdoms. So I think there's some baggage with that where she's expected to be different. And let's face it, she looks different. She gave birth to dragons. She's way different from anybody else, even in the select group of major characters we have left. So I think that it'll be very interesting because it looks like we might be going in a direction where she isn't you know, the one that's supposed to be on the throne at the end anyway. So we'll talk about that a little bit more, but um, I also thought it was interesting that Tyrion mentioned the destruction of the Tarly house. And then we have Sam. Do you think that he uh, gets to start a new legacy about what that house means? Um, I don't think so, because he's still, at the end of the day, a member of the Night's Watch. Um, so, uh, Well, is he a member of the Night's Watch? Yeah. Okay. He's He's got those vows for life. For yeah. life. Even... Um, when he was at the Citadel? Yeah, because he was there under orders. Uh, John had ordered him to go. They needed a new maester, you okay. know, because Aemon Targaryen, saddest death of all time. Well, if uh, if John is king in the north, he can release Sam from those ties, can't he? Technically, yeah, but yeah. how's everybody else going to feel about that? I think everybody's got too much on their plate that they're not going to worry about what Sam Tarley's up to. I did like what he said um, as they were leaving uh, the Shitadel. Because um, let's like, I mean, his whole shit montage. Yeah. Like, replace the, the um, what are they called? People, the chamber pots. Yeah. Like, replace the chamber pots, feed them. Replace the chamber, yeah. like, it's the shit. That was very unnecessary. Yeah. We didn't need to see Yeah, we didn't that. need to see that. Um, and I have a pretty strong stomach. I can watch whatever, but that was just yeah. too much for me. Uh, but I like what he said uh, to Gilly. He said, I'm tired of reading about the deeds of better men. Because um, I've always liked Sam. I've always felt like he hasn't gotten enough credit. And I really am looking forward to see to seeing what happens. Okay. Well, one more question about Daenerys. Um, do you feel like this is a part of her per, uh, personality that's going to persist? Or this is just an uh, extreme measure to gain the upper hand? I think it's the extreme measure, measure to gain the upper hand. Uh, I mean, you look at how she acted when she was across the narrow sea, uh, taking over Marine, all that stuff. Okay, so you think this is just a part-time thing to... Yeah, I think it's uh, a liar. <laughs> yeah, um, established dominance. And, you know, if you look at the people she's up against... Uh, Jamie is can be pretty extreme, and so can Daenerys, um, Daenerys, Cersei. So it just makes sense that uh, they would need to do something different here. So, yeah, yeah, I think it's really interesting. You know, the differences we're seeing in her character, and I think it's important uh, that she's willing to go uh, the extra mile to you know make it to the top. But I guess we'll see how that goes. So let me ask you this: um, What did you think about the scene? where Drogon landed right in front of John and allowed him to pet his nose and Danny's just looking on like super confused like the fuck is this guy right you know I think that was one of the more interesting scenes you know from the season so far uh not that we didn't know uh, quite a bit about uh John Snow's parentage and you know who he really is but it just really drove it home that he's probably a Targaryen through and through Especially with the evidence that uh, Gilly gave us that uh, Rhaegon actually got married uh, again. 
uh, more likely to Jon Snow's mother. And I think that's one thing that I liked about this episode. There was a certain level of subtlety that, you know, it's giving you all the pieces, but it's not, you know, bitch slapping you in the face with it. So, you know, for Jon Snow to be able to pet a dragon, it's like, who's had a good interaction with a dragon other than Tyrion or Daenerys? Um, so, and um, I think this job's on again, that HBO does such a good job with the show uh, in you know, the CGI that you see, because we've gone to see you know, movies that cost way over $100 million that didn't look as good as that. And uh, good on the actors, too, you know, to be able to, you know, put forth that kind of drama, um, you know, without, you know, the living, breathing dragon being there. Um, How did you feel about it? So I thought it was cool. Um, It was definitely like a a goosebumps type moment, you know. I got the chills. Um, And I I think they're really trying to drive home, like, hey, we haven't said it yet, but John is full Targaryen. Um, especially now with the evidence of, of Gilly saying that there was an annulment in, a, in another wedding. I really wish that uh, Sam hadn't cut her off, and I really wish that she would have said Lyanna's name um, because that really would have... Would that name have meant anything to Sam? I don't think it would have made met anything to Sam, which is probably why they didn't say right. anything in the first place. Um, but it would, it would have just been an, another cherry on top I guess okay well I agree that I, I in that moment I wanted to know more uh, but I liked that you know they're just kind of setting the table for some things in that, in that episode and um, I think the part that interests me the most is you know how is Jon Snow you know for now Jon Snow going to react to this information um, I don't think it's going to mean that much to him uh, at the end of the day, I, I don't see him taking the throne anyways. Even if uh, he has the opportunity to? You know, he, he was he was raised Stark, his, well, bastard Stark his whole life, you know? Right. Like, he might be related to Danny, but at the end of the day, he's a Stark, you know? Well, the only way I see him going on to the throne or being a part of that whole situation uh, where he's close to the throne is that if he and Daenerys are together in some way. Yeah, I agree and, with that. and they're trying would, to they're trying to pepper a little bit of a romance between them. You can tell right. that they're trying to do and that. And it's like I feel like he would be the king by proxy in a way, but she would be the real ruler and I think that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, because he doesn't want that. Right. You know, <laughs> I honestly think that after all this is over he just wants to be left alone. Mhm. Um because I think that's maybe the one thing that might be missing from some of these characters is that we don't get to see them in any type of natural state other than like the very beginning of the series. So you know, there's talk about spinoffs for the series and you know giving characters more time. He's one of those characters where <sighs> what is he during peacetime when he's not fighting for something? Because you see that, you know, Cersei and Jamie, they were just happy to be part of the court. Uh, you know. Doing it like rabbits. Have their weird uh, side fuck business that they do. Uh, and, you know, be a part of the, the royalty. 
But where does Jon Snow fit into that? Does he go back to being uh, uh, a part of the the Night's Watch? I mean, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so either. So I think he, I, I honestly could see him just retiring to a hill somewhere. You know, yeah, like just leave me the fuck alone. <laughs> and uh, yeah, but at least you know, like with Daenerys, she's probably never going to stop doing what she's doing in some way. Uh, Tyrion will go back to the whorehouses, hopefully. Uh, it's like, what do people do when this is over? I mean, I know that's getting really, really deep, you know, uh, but you just wonder because, like, you never see these characters be anything else than a warrior or somebody thinking about what they're thinking about. Right. You know, as in, like, a Harry Potter movie, <laughs> uh, you get some type of break where they're just being a person. Right. So, anyway, I just thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah. So, um, what did you think? Another question. Uh, what did you think about Cersei? Saying that she was pregnant. Um, well, there's a whole lot to unpack there. Um, it's not a, incredibly crazy to think that she would get pregnant. Um, although Jamie's been gone a lot. But if I remember right, the prophecy was that she would have three children. Mm-hmm. Um, so that says a couple of different things. Either she would die uh, before giving birth or that her... Uh, unborn child would die. I think it means that she's going to die, uh, but there's also a part of me that she is making it up. Yeah, I'm I'm a firm believer that she's making it up. Um, because she needs something to control Jamie with. Exactly. She can feel yeah. him slipping away. You know, he let Bronn kind of off the hook uh, when he met with Tyrion. Do you think she really wanted him to punish Bronn or that was just her subtle way of saying, I know what's going going on? I, I think I think a little bit of both, if I'm being honest, because you know she never liked Bronn. She's never yeah. been a fan of his. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, it wouldn't shock me if she is pregnant or not pregnant, but either way, we're not going to see another no. blonde-haired kid come out of there. There will, there will not be any more Lannisters yeah. from those two. Um. Now, do you think this takes Jamie killing her off the table? Or do you think when he finds out that she's not pregnant, he's going to kill her? Um, that's a good question. I could see that. I could see that, too. I didn't even think about that. It's a good thought. Well, guys, you heard it here. The four listeners in attendance. <laughs> Cersei's lying, and Jamie kills her for it. Well, I think that might be the motive that he needs. You know, because he would understand that she was really just in it for the control. And because we talked about it last week that, you know, unless she gets burned to death by a dragon, which, you know, that would be a terrible way for such an important character to go out. That's probably going to be Jamie, Arya, or, you know, some other character that's already established taking her out of the game. But Mm -hmm. it just wouldn't make any sense for it to be anybody other than Jamie, in my opinion. Yeah, I would I would love for it to be Jamie. I think uh, kind of what you said, you know, he's on the edge. He just needs a push. So, did you get any enjoyment at all of seeing Jorah make it back to uh, um, Dragonstone? Um, so, not only did Jay Bear find the cure for grayscale, but he found the cure for male pattern baldness. <laughs> because yeah. if you look, um, watch that scene again. That, that wind 
is making that hair just rustle. He is he's got a Fabio going on. Right. Like it's well, I mean he's trying killer. to get laid, bro. Yeah, he's yeah. trying to uh, I feel bad for him for um, you know, getting hyped up like, Yeah, I'm going to see Danny again and oh he's in she's in love with Jon Snow. Yeah. But, uh, I thought it was awesome. That was awesome. Well what did you call him again? Jay Bear. <laughs> Jay Bear. Jay Bear. I think we should explain that that's not something you came up with. There's a, what is it that you were telling me about earlier? There's a uh, subreddit page dedicated to the inside of Jorah Mormont's head. Okay. And in that subreddit, they yeah. refer to him as Jay Bear. It's a it's a lot of pain, probably <laughs> a lot of pain going in that mind. A lot of pain. Yeah. A lot but, of uh, suffering. He should. Uh, Maybe a John, Danny, Jay Bear three way. Ugh. I don't know, man. Too many swords even for that show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't think Gosh. that's going to happen. But I think that, you know, he's going to get upset eventually. Um, he's also kind of in my uh, list of people that aren't going to make it back anyway. Yeah. I mean, who knows? Maybe Jon Snow finds out about that history and is like, well, F this. He's out. Yeah, I um, think I think he's going to um, he's I think he's going to sacrifice himself to save Danny. Like at the end of the day, he's going to yeah. take a spear or a sword for. Her. Well, you know, I don't. Not to sound terrible, but I don't feel like he's got much to show for it. All this, all this devotion. I mean, he's happy. You know, he's, he's is he. <laughs> He, he doesn't look happy. He, well, yeah, he's got, like, permanent sad face. Um, like, right. he is he is the sad emoji. Um, but, I mean, let's be honest. He's he's doing what he wants to do. He chose Danny. He wants to protect her. And he's doing it. You know, that's like me saying, I want to be a millionaire. Oh, now I'm a millionaire. I'm happy. You know? Right. Well, um, we did see that super squad of uh, Game of Thrones characters, um, you know, leaving beyond the wall. You have Jon Snow, um, you have Jorah. Um, what did you think about Gendry in that squad? Well, I mean, I thought it was kind of interesting. He wasn't a character that I really thought about much. Um, you know, he kind of adds an interesting wrinkle into the I hate the Lannisters camp. Uh, because they killed his father, even though he never met him in the first place. Um, but I think that he could add an interesting dimension, you know, a different type of warrior, obviously, because, you know, we've been taught for all these years that, you know, the warriors on the show use swords. Um, but he's doing something different with that um, awesome hammer slash axe thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you like that whole scene where the... Um, what did they refer to him as? The guards or the the Queen's Guard? Is that oh, right? Oh, they're the um, the City Watch. The City, city Watch? Yeah, the City Guards. Yeah, okay. Uh, did you enjoy that whole scene? Um, <laughs> it was something. Um, with the fermented crab. Yeah, I even read an online theory <laughs> that Podrick <laughs> satisfied the entire brothel because he happened to have had some fermented crab before he went in. <laughs> I don't think Patrick I don't buy that theory. That, I don't think he's smart enough to know that. <laughs> yeah, I just think he's one of those dudes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but I thought that was an interesting scene, and um, 
I really like Sir Devos. Yeah, he's really one of the more interesting characters because he just tells it like it is. Yeah, he says love, fuck a lot, you know, yeah. which is great. And I love when uh, when they made it back to Dragonstone and he was introducing Gendry to John and he said, um, "You know, what do I know? I just made it to a ripe old age." Right. It's like yeah. nobody wants to listen to him, but yeah. he's the oldest surviving Game of Thrones member currently in existence. Right. It's like Jon Snow wants to tell everybody what to do. He literally got killed. Right. <laughs> like right. there's no speculation that he could have gotten killed, should have been killed. He died. Yeah. He got got. <laughs> so he talks a lot of shit for somebody that didn't even make it at one point. I am honestly a little surprised that, um, you know, because John's trying to woo Danny to his cause. He's trying to make her believe that everything that he's talking about is real. Uh, so I'm real surprised that when she confronted him about what Davos said about taking the knife in the heart, that he didn't tell the truth. I'm not surprised about that, really, because he's you know, trying to you know, establish uh, credibility. And when he's telling people that there's these... Uh, winterized zombies heading for us right now. Do you think it's going to go over well if uh, you know, he tells somebody, yeah, I died and was brought back to life? I mean, I think it's a different circumstance. Like, he's clearly his own person. Um, he's controlling his actions. Um, you know, he doesn't have icy blue eyes. Uh, I think it just really drives home, you know, it is possible, you know, I guess that my, that's my only thing. Well, I just think that um, that's too much you know, to get somebody like Daenerys to believe when she's seen, you know, so much in her own world, you know, to then believe that there are uh, an army of undead soldiers and then that uh, this man in front of her uh, died and then came back to life. I just think it's a little I mean, much yeah. to expect her to. Uh, the truth got to come out eventually, though. I mean, yeah. Every everybody knows that the Night's Watch vows are for life, so somebody's going to ask him about it, and he's yeah. going to he he won't be able to run around it. He's I mean, but who's truth. but who's left to ask him about it? Well, Tyrion's already asked him. Well, I mean, other than that, I mean, is Jamie going to remember that? I don't think so. Well, Jamie's too worried about trying to figure out what he's going to do with his sister. <sighs> or yeah. Or his uh, new kid. Yeah. Um, I thought Jamie made some interesting points when he was, you know, convincing Cersei that it really was Olena that killed Joffrey. Like he said, who's easier to control, Tommen or Joffrey? And it's just crazy that both of them are dead. Mm -hmm. And before I forget about it, are we never going to check back in with the Sand Snakes or... Or well, are they just... I mean, two two of the three are Or are they dead. just doomed? Two of the three are dead. Um, you know, Ilara Sand is chained up watching her daughter die. So huh. we'll, we'll, we'll probably never see them again. I thought we were going to get some more closure on that. I wish. That, that would have been cool. That would have yeah, been pretty cool. Because it's, it's just really weird to really be denied anybody's uh, death scene. Because when you think about it, it's almost a rite of passage on that show. Yeah. Well, you got to think Stannis the Manus, he, um, <laughs> we didn't see his death. That was off camera. Uh, same well, with we the Blackfish. Well, we saw what, didn't we see what I mean, you know, eventually 
killed him. Yeah, I mean, we see being Brian, stabbed. Yeah, we see Brian swinging the sword. I mean, uh, I mean, that's enough see, for me. We, we didn't see the blackfish um, die. That would have been super awesome. Yeah. Um, we didn't see. There's a couple of other people that we haven't seen. So, um, who are some characters that haven't really been involved yet that you're really looking to, you know, see in the last couple of episodes here? Ooh, great question. Um, so we've I'm, got I'm really, some uh, big fish on the sidelines. We do. I'm interested to see what um, what Bran is going to do up in Winterfell. And I'm also excited to see um, this Arya little finger dynamic because they're both kind of stalking each other right now. Okay. Um, so we'll really talk about excited. that a little more in depth here in a minute. Yeah, I'm I'm really excited to see what happens with that. Um, everybody else, I mean, Tyrion's Tyrion. He's my favorite character. George, if you're listening, don't kill him. Um, I think we need more from Tyrion. I mean, I think we're going to get more, though. Like, yeah. uh, he's he's going to try to control, like, not control Danny, but he's going to try to counsel her to make sure she doesn't make anything stupid happen. Well, I really wonder when the mountain is going to come into play. Ooh. The mountain. You know, one of my uh, Dark Horse... Um, most interesting characters, even though he hasn't had much to do. Um, he's kind of like the Brock Lesnar of the Game of Thrones world. He just yeah. kind of shows up, kicks a bunch of ass, mm-hmm. and then goes home for six months. Right. Yeah. I'm excited to see the Hound, too. I, I like that the Hound's getting a chance at redemption. Um, you know, he yeah. led a life of, of vicious murder, and now he's trying to make it right. I can appreciate that. Do you think he'll make it back to the wall? No. Okay. He'll see an opportunity to die for something? Uh, I don't even think it's that. I think he'll just be overwhelmed. I don't think he'll be overwhelmed. I think that he'll have to make the choice between death and letting somebody else live. And he'll feel like giving up his life uh, will take something away you know, from what he's done. So I don't think he's going to make it back. I actually don't think most of them will make it back. I mean, I would I would love for him to come back so I, so we could see the Hound versus the Mountain. Um, yeah. But let's be honest. I mean, the Mountain is a zombie. Um, so what? <laughs> it's like, are we really going to dedicate? You know, what do we have left of the show? Really, we have seven more episodes for next season. Two more for this year. Mm-hmm. I mean, are we? We have nine hours left. Right. Isn't that crazy? I think we only got nine hours left. It's very sad. And it's like, where does he really fit? Um, don't be too sad. I think we're going to get some good spinoffs because, you know, it's kind of like, you know, when J.K. Rowling decided that she was going to expand the Harry Potter universe, you don't slay uh, your you know, cash cow. It just doesn't make sense. That's true. And this is one of the few cultural phenomenons that we have left. Yeah. So... I'll save that for later, but I have a good question for you. So let's talk about uh, Arya and Littlefinger. Is that what you expected to happen, that he was baiting her into a situation? So, um, no. Uh, I will say that I didn't expect him to bait her into that, but um, I did expect him to catch on at some point. Okay. That she was kind of trailing him. Um, It's not how I saw it playing out, but I kind of liked it. It was it was interesting. It was callback to season one, so I'll take it. Okay, so who do you see? 
you know, winning that battle of the minds, really. Oh, I, th- I think uh, Arya's going to kill him before it becomes a true battle. Yeah, because I don't really see why <laughs> she just wouldn't straight up murder him and right. move on. Yeah, I think um, something's going to happen. Either Sansa's going to tell Arya something, or Bran is going to tell Arya something, and she's just going to lose it. Yeah, well, I was a little unclear. Uh, what was on that scroll? Maybe you have more information than I do. So that was the callback to season one. That was the raven that the queen had Sansa write when they were um, when they had uh, Ned as a prisoner, basically trying to tell Rob to come swear fealty to Joffrey and save, and that would save Ned's life. Um, so I think it's Littlefinger trying to put a wedge between Arya and Sansa because... Well, you know, why would it create a wedge? I'm a little confused about that part. Because um, Arya basically sees her as weak, in my opinion. You know, they never got along. Okay. She always, uh, you know, she even said in the episode, like, you, you always wanted to be better than everybody else. Mm-hmm. Um, so to me... If I were reading that as Arya, I would say, okay, I'm throwing my family under the bus because I'm promised to the king. I'm going to be the queen, so I'm going to do whatever I can to well, stay. Well, obviously, I'm not her, but I wouldn't really read it that way. I would read it as, you know, we have an opportunity to save, you know, um, our father's life. Why would we um, make a stand and watch him die? But I could see that just you know, bringing up wounds of old family dynamics because it was always obvious they didn't like each other. And But you have to think, how much time do you think has passed since the beginning of the show? I mean, it's... Five years? It's had to have been, right? I would say at least five. Yeah. Um, but it's just, you know, some of the female characters are in a different spot where they look much different than they did at first. And, mm-hmm. you know, like somebody like Jon Snow, he looks practically the same. Right. So the question that I would have is that who do you think is going to be, I guess, the winner of uh, of the North? Who's going to hold that at the end? Is John going to be in King's Landing? So Santa's going to run it. Arya, Bran. Um, so I hope it's John, but I don't see it being John. Um, I definitely don't think it's going to be Sansa and, uh, I don't see Arya doing that either. Um, honestly, I, I wouldn't be surprised if, if a Stark was not in Winterfell, hmm. uh, at series end. Um, cause Bran, who is the rightful heir to Winterfell has already denounced it you know I can't right. be the lord of anything um, so it falls to Sansa and I think that uh, Sansa is going to end up in King's Landing one way or the other I think she's just she's too valuable I guess politically for her to not be used so she right could way. end up being like a hint of the king well um, I think that Tyrion's going to stay hand of the queen but she could be an advisor, you know. She could be master of something. Huh. Well, we talked a little bit about the uh, potential for Arya to kill Littlefinger. 
what do you think is going to get him killed? You know, what memory will Bran put it out in the Arya's mind that gets him killed? You know, uh, Sansa being sold to Ramsay, probably. Um. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe that, or maybe um, him pushing their aunt Liza through the moon door. And nobody um, cares about her. Basically, yeah. But <laughs> but that memory is them confessing to like you know they they talk about it there that they started the whole war you know they killed John Aaron which made King Robert need a new hand, which obviously he's going to choose Ned, domino effect. Here we are. And what is Littlefinger's uh, endgame? You know, oh, he, he wants to be king. But how? It's like, how would he ever even make it? Mm, who knows? But he wants to be king. I don't even think he wants to be king. I think he just wants to be the best player in the game. See, I think that'd be Varys. I think because... Uh, no, I feel like Varys, he wants the best for the people. See, he says that, but how come the best for the people is always in his favor? See, I've got my own little theories on Varys. I, I, I think he's the good version of Littlefinger. Don't get me wrong, I think he's, you know... Do you think he actually has his balls? I think, no, no. He, he lost the pillar <laughs> and the stones. Um, but I think that, you know, he's just like Littlefinger in the respect that He's not going to do something unless he gets something out of it. It's just what he does is for good. Right. Well, what do you feel like next week will bring? Do you think we'll even spend any time in King's Landing or most of the time out beyond the wall? Um, I hope that most of the episodes be on the wall. Um, I think I that would see, be a really nice change of pace. It would, but I don't. I don't see it happening just because they're trying to rush things along. So yeah. I'd say it's probably going to be like seventy thirty. Yeah. Um, do you still feel like we're going to lose a? I don't know how many big characters do we have. We have John, Jamie, uh, Cersei, Sansa. Tyrion, Daenerys, Arya, Bran. To me, those are the biggest characters on the show. There's some other awesome characters, but those are the top eight. Right. Um, of the top eight, who is the most likely to be killed by the end of the season? Littlefinger. That's right. I would say he's one of, yeah. one of the top characters. Um, I will also go on record right now. You can quote me. Okay. All, all of you three people that are listening, I think one of Danny's dragons die. Uh, that's not going to go over well. No, it won't. Oh, that brings me to another question. Do you think uh, Jon Snow is going to be um, a dragon flyer? Oh, yeah. I think uh, I think he'll ride Rhaegal. Okay. So how does the one of the dragons die? Do you think it's by that scorpion contraption that Brahm is using or something else? Maybe, um, I mean, that's the most likely scenario. Yeah. Um, I could, I could see that. I, I just want to like, it's bad that I, you know, I love Danny, but I want to see her have a massive blow. And while she's been, um, losing the war technically, um, she hasn't really been damaged in any respect. Right. This would really damage her. This would test her, you know? Yeah. I think it would humble her. And then it would enrage her. 
Yeah. So I think it would give her the momentum to win. And there's the whole thing of uh, them potentially bringing back a White Walker. Do you think that's going to change much? Do you think that's going to move the needle? Or do you think they're just going to no. say, fuck you, I have the chance to kill you, I'm going to kill you? I think that's Cersei's end game. Like, I don't think Cersei could... I th- Like, you could tell Cersei that the threat is real and she's going to say, yeah, I know it's real, it's it's Danny. Like, no, it's this White Walker right in front of your face. No, right. no, it's Danny. Danny's the threat. Right. One more theory I want to touch on. Um, I read an interesting theory that Jon Snow, by himself is the reference the song of ice and fire i could see that is that did i say that correctly yeah the song of ice and fire that's what the uh that's what the series is called yeah. i guess you know could you see him representing that by himself i mean it makes sense you know okay. targaryens were dragons dragons are fire made flesh and then the starks represent winter Okay. Um, so I can see fire and ice. Well, I was um, thinking to myself that it would be a, a real treat to go back and watch all the episodes with the new context of what's happened. I don't know if yeah. I'll ever have the time, but I mean, you're talking way too many hours. That's that's uh, enjoyable hours. Yeah, those are great hours. But still, well, there's a, a another apparently there's another entertainment uh, podcast out there to where they uh, <laughs> they binge watch the entire thing. And talked about like every season uh, before the new one started, but you know they're paid professionals, so oh, yeah, we ain't got time for that. <laughs> this is after school, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we say Littlefinger. I don't think he's gonna make it out of the season, and I would say after him, Cersei. Um, you think there's any chance that one of the Starks kills another Stark? Oh, a Stark kill a Stark? That's not happening. You don't think so? No, no, I don't think that happens. Yeah. uh, Yeah, you can't kill Bran for obvious reasons. I do think it would be awesome and a huge payoff if if Bran is the only one that can kill the Night King, though. That would be interesting. Because, you know, they've got that little telepathic bond. Yeah. Well, you would think that Danny would be the one to kill the Night King considering that he's made out of ice it looks like and she's got three fire breathing dragons yeah you would that'd, think, be, that'd hey, be too easy that's too easy I guess and Martin doesn't like doing things easy <laughs> do you feel like you guys are on a first name basis you can just call him Martin now well his first name's George yeah <laughs> okay <laughs> I just don't feel like saying George R.R. R. Martin that's just too long what are the R's for I don't know Richard Rodriguez. Just sure. go with that. Okay. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> Richard Rodriguez. So, we really enjoyed that episode, and, you know, we're looking forward to big things here over the next couple of weeks. And uh, chances are uh, next Monday, I'll do a quick talk about uh, WWE SummerSlam. Uh, don't know if Scott will be attending that or not, but we'll talk a little bit about it. Um, and we'll talk about any other big news that comes up during the week. Uh, anything else you want to talk about, Scott? Um, hashtag Ric Flair. <laughs> Ric Flair. Save Flair. Woo! <laughs> exactly. And uh, if I remember correctly, you have a new video up. You want to go ahead and plug your channel one more time for us? 
Oh yeah, I've got a new video up. Uh, video up on my channel, Silly Streams. Uh, I was playing a game called West of Loathing. It's a comedy game with a bunch of stick figures set in the old west. It's pretty good. Um, I actually have a video going up on sometime this week. I did a part two of it. Um, it's a really fun game. It's an indie developed game. It's black and white, um, but it's it's a lot of fun. I enjoy it. Okay. Uh, so we're recording this on the 15th in a week from now. Uh, the new Madden comes out. Are you planning on doing some live stream of that? Yeah, we'll probably not go to sleep. And okay. Just Twitch stream and YouTube, all, all of it. Okay. And just to tie back into Game of Thrones, because that's what's hot right now, uh, you said you were thinking about maybe doing some Game of Thrones-themed teams, correct? Yeah, I want to do something stupid. Um, my channel name is Silly Streams, so I got to be silly, right. right? So I would love to, you know, I've seen some videos where people have created LeBron James and put him in Madden and stuff like that. I want to, I want to put like Jorah Mormont and Jon Snow in Madden. Okay. So you have to think, you know, you could do a lot of stuff with the uh, <clears throat> created teams, like the Lannisters have gold jerseys. Mm-hmm. Nightwatch has black jerseys, kind of look like the Raiders. Uh, you know, I think you could really do some cool stuff with that. So, yeah, the big question is the positions. The uh, positions. I mean, I see Jorah. He's, he's old, and, you know, the <laughs> oldest players in the NFL are kickers, you know, okay. except, except for Tom Brady. Okay. Um, so I can see him being a kicker just because he's an old man. Okay. Um, well, but, how about like next John, week? What would John be? John's super short. Um, you know. We're not going to go off too much off of physical stature, or we're not going to get anything done. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, so I'll tell you what, next week uh, we'll make a list um, of the top 15, no, 14, 14 Game of Thrones uh, characters, and each of them will have a. Uh, football position. How's I'll that sound? It. Let's do it. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, once again, uh, thanks for checking out the uh, Nerds Landing podcast. Uh, a little sillier this week, trying to lighten the mood a little. Uh, so, next week, you know, we're looking forward to it. Uh, so, go ahead and press the like button, hit the share button, tell your friends. Even if they don't like Game of Thrones, we're pretty damn funny. Uh, so, you guys have a good week. <laughs>